Letter eleven of Clarissa Harlow, Volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlow, Volume four by Samuel Richardson. Letter eleven. Miss Clarissa Harlow to Miss Howe, Thursday, May fourth. I forego every other engagement. I suspend every wish. I banish every other fear to take up my pen, to beg of you that you will not think of being guilty of such an act of love as I can never thank you for, but must for ever regret. If I must continue to write to you, I must. I know full well your impatience of control, when you have the least imagination that your generosity or friendship is likely to be wondered at. My dearest, dearest creature, would you incur a maternal, as I have a paternal, malediction? Would not the world think there was an infection in my fault, if it were to be followed by Miss Howe. There are some points so flagrantly wrong that they will not bear to be argued upon. This is one of them. I need not give reasons against such a rashness. Heaven forbid that it should be known that you had it but once in your thought, be your motives ever so noble and generous, to follow so bad an example, the rather as that you would, in such a case, want the extenuations that might be pleaded in my favour, and particularly that one of being surprised into the unhappy step. The restraint your mother lays you under would not have appeared heavy to you but on my account. Would you had once thought it a hardship to be admitted to a part of her bed? How did I use to be delighted with such a favour from my mother? How did I love to work in her presence? So did you in the presence of yours once. And to read to her in winter evenings I know was one of your joys. Do not give me cause to reproach myself on the reason that may be assigned for the change in you. Learn, my dear, I beseech you, learn to subdue your own passions. Be the motives what they will, excess is excess. Those passions in our sex which we take pains to subdue may have one and the same source with those infinitely blacker passions which we use so often to condemn in the violent and headstrong of the other sex, and which may only be heightened in them by custom and their freer education. Let us both, my dear, ponder well this thought, look into ourselves, and fear. If I write, as I find I must, I insist upon your forbearing to write. Your silence to this shall be the sign to me that you will not think of the rashness you threaten me with, and that you will obey your mother as to your own part of the correspondence, however, especially as you can inform or advise me in every weighty case by Mr. Hickman's pen. My trembling writing will show you, my dear impetuous creature, what a trembling heart you have given to your ever obliged, or if you take so rash a step, your forever disobliged Clarissa Harlow. My clothes were brought to me just now, but you have so much discomposed me that I have no heart to look into the trunks. Why, why, my dear, will you fright me with your flaming love? Discomposure gives distress to a weak heart, whether it arise from friendship or enmity. A servant of Mr. Lovelace carries this to Mr. Hickman for dispatch sake. Let that worthy man's pen relieve my heart from this new uneasiness. End of letter 11